Joe, good afternoon. How are you today? Good, how are you? Welcome to, uh, this is podcast three, right? Number three. Number three, the more, or the market update with Mike and Joe. So as we did this about three, four weeks ago, um, you know, true to form, we got to talk about the bills. Absolutely. Right. So um, I guess for, for me, Oz was a massive win. The highlight was Josh Allen leapfrogging. Yes. That player to another first down that obviously got to the winning drive, but uh, certainly sets them up to hopefully have home field advantage here at the end of the season. What do you think? That's the hope. We don't get the AFC Championship game uh, coming to Buffalo. I know um, that'd be that'd be huge yeah. for them. Who are we playing next week? This week we got the week off. It's bye week. Oh, it's a bye week, a so bye we week. can rest up. Yeah. I know we got a lot of people that are hurt right now, so it's gonna. Give them a little time to heal up. So yeah. hopefully get Trey White back, come back healthy off exactly, the bye. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah. so we're super pumped about the uh, Bills. But obviously, you know, the folks on this podcast want to talk about the market. Um, you know, where you know where I wanted to kind of start. Uh, you know, today is you know one of the things that you know we always keep track of is you know each month you know we take a look at the transactions that. GRB does so that we can really try to, you know, spot trends, what's going on month to month that might be helpful to our to our buyers, to our realtors um, as they approach now the fall winter selling uh, season. And Joe, as you know, historically, you know, um, a lot of buyers are on the sideline. Um, listings sometimes are a little lighter this time of year, but the truth be told, it's really a great time <clears throat> for a buyer to um, to be in the market because there's not as much competition. And what I wanted to do is is really kind of look at this from you know really talking about facts versus fiction. Yeah. And I think that you know what I'm you know when we drive into work, you you watch the news. Let's face it, the the news is pretty. Negative, right? right? A lot of grabby headlines, prices going down, prices going up, rates going up. Right. Yeah. You know, so I mean, so the press is really locked on to, um, you know, that rates have gone from 3% to 7%. And, and all of that's true. Um, to me, the part that's being missed is that the market has changed, um, you know, quite a bit since, say, the March, April, springtime. Um, and I think we need to really kind of talk about and give some examples of, of what those dynamics look like so that so that buyers, I think right now, need to certainly rates have gone up, but they need to really re-enter the market, talk to their realtor, talk to their lender about, you know, what's going on in the marketplace today? What's my payment going to look like today? So let's let's talk about um, a real life example that that took place here at GRB the past three weeks. So um, many of you that live here know that, you know, um, Webster, uh, just using that as an example, uh, has been obviously a very attractive place for people to live. And it wasn't uncommon, Joe, what if a house was listed for $250,000, let's say back in, in March, what would that house, if it was in good shape, how many offers would they have received and 
what would it have potentially sold for on average? Right. I mean, usually we were seeing, you know, back then it was you know, 18 to 20 offers, right, from what we were hearing and, you know, going you know, hundred to $150,000 over asking. Right, right. So so fast forward to today, we had a transaction that we did here at GRB, very nice, nice house, um, listed for $275,000 in good shape, good schools, um, and they had four showings for that house, one offer on that house for $265,000, $10,000 below the list price. And when you think about, you know, what that house would have sold for, to your point, Joe, back in the March, April timeframe, it would have most likely sold for a lot more than that. So to try to, to put that into context, so back in, let's say, for instance, um, you know, March, that house, let's say, for instance, it sells for $100,000 above the, the list price. What would the mortgage payment, the principal and interest payment, have been on that house at 3% versus a buyer that bought that house today, granted at 265 at an interest rate of 7%. Yeah, so I did the numbers before the podcast so that yeah. nobody thinks I'm a, I'm a genius, even though sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, if putting 20% down on a $350,000 purchase, that payment would have been around $1,335 a month. Uh, putting 20% down on 265, that payment would be about 1460 a month, right? So about $130 more per month at the higher interest rate, but you're saving, you know, $85,000 in that instance on that house, uh, which in turn, one could turn into equity in the property based on what's going to happen in the coming markets. Um, and then two, you're not going to have the direct impact on your tax assessments. Um, so, you know, it does in the long run, I mean, for $120 more at a 7% rate versus the 4% that we were seeing back in March, um, you know, like we talked about it in the last podcast, people's rents are going up by that or more, you know, so does it make sense to get back in that market and start to look at these houses that you don't think are attainable because of what your experience was when it was so competitive? Right. Uh, now that there's less competition in there, getting out there and, and, actually looking at talking to your loan officer, talking to your, your agent on, you know, what can I afford and what are those houses doing today? I mean, the education piece, like we've been talking about is so important. Right. Yeah. You know, and you're right, Joe, I mean, you hit on a couple of really important points. I mean, rents are not going down, you know, so you look at, you know, someone that, and when you look at the population of, of buyers that, that we have here at GRB, um, which I think represent what's out there in, in the, the total marketplaces, a good 50% are first-time home buyers. So if you're a first-time home buyer, the options that you have are either you're going to continue to rent. Um, potentially, if you're renting now, you might be getting a notice that your rent is going up. Or if you're living at home at this point, trying to save up, you know, really now might be a great time to really um, revisit and jumpstart your home search again to make sure you're working with real numbers and not what you see on the news. And right. I think that's what we're in, and you know encouraging you know our team to do. The realtors that we work with is to make sure that all those buyers that are sitting on the sideline, 
you know, revisit, um, you know, the marketplace today, re-engage in that search and make certain that you're, you're working with real data that represents what's going on, you know, in October and as we move through the fall and the winter months. Yeah. And actually, you know, another benefit we're seeing from, well, one of the benefits I guess we're seeing from rates rising is everybody's savings account rates are going up, right? Mm -hmm. So you're getting more money from the bank when you keep your bank there or your money there. And, um, you know, really looking at too, does it make sense to put 20% down on a house? Mm -hmm. You know, that cost of PMI and your monthly payment at a 95 LTV versus an 80 LTV may not be worth putting all that money down. And, you know, if it only raises your payment up by a hundred dollars a month, if you can afford it. Right. Right. So that's something that we're starting to see shift as well as, and I think that's an important factor fiction, right? Like we talked about, you don't need 20% down to get into a home. A lot of people may be, you know, living at home, trying to save up. Oh, I got to get to 20% to put down because that's what my uncle told me I needed to do. Uh, but in reality, you know, with that 5% or even 3% down in some instances, you can get into the house. Right. And again, you know, the last point on this, you know, there's no guarantee of this. Um, but, you know, certainly, you know, the folks that are trying that really you know, try to predict rates in regards to where they're going to go, certainly think that within the next year or two, rates are most likely going to come back down. Again, there's no guarantee of that. But the whole notion that we talked about before, date the rate, marry the house, I think it's alive and well. And I think people need to take that into consideration when they're evaluating whether or not they're gonna buy it in the house. So um, we had some questions that were submitted um, and we're gonna take those now and I'm gonna read those off. Okay, so um, the question that came in, which is very timely is, what impact will student loan forgiveness have on home buyers in this area? So you want to take that? Yeah. So, um, you know, there's still some details being ironed out. Um, the application did go live, uh, I believe last night. Um, so people can start applying for this forgiveness and it's either $10,000 or up to $20,000, depending on your, what types of student loans you have that can be forgiven. So let's take a borrower that has $20,000 in student loans. Per Fannie Mae guidelines, you have to calculate 1% of that $20,000 as a monthly payment, which is $200 a month. Um, So that buyer instantaneously, if they're able to get that $20,000 forgiven, has now gained some buying power because that's $200 more that they can afford in a monthly mortgage payment. Um, You know, and if you go by the half a percent factor, it's $100 more. Either way, the impact there is, you know, they're going to be gaining buying power with that hundred or $200 a month extra that they can afford in a monthly mortgage payment. Yeah. I think that's great. And that's great insight. And again, for the realtors, the, the lenders that, that obviously all work here at, you know, GRB, just going through each of those buyers identifying, you know, certainly it shows up on their credit report um, when they have a student loan and giving them counseling about, because a lot of people, might not be aware that that's out there. So step one is let's make them aware that that option does exist and then encourage them to do it. Right. And we're also going to see now as a lot of these loans come out of those deferments, uh, people entering back into the income driven repayment plans, uh, which gives them a much uh, more reduced payment compared to using that 1%. And we've used that a lot to qualify borrowers in the past where you know using that 1%, it doesn't work. But once they're able to enter into that income driven repayment plan, getting that low monthly payment and documenting it, we can use that lower payment, which helps them qualify and gain some right. buying power that's, as well. That's great insight. 
I think we had another question that was submitted. Oh, um, again, this is just something that I learned this morning that Rochester, New York was voted the number one most neighborly city yes. in the United Hot States. Hot off the press. Hot off the press. Um, that makes me feel good about living here. Absolutely. You know, I mean, in terms of it's a community that's affordable. We give back to the community. Um, we're involved. We care about, um, you know, the folks that we work with and that we live with. And, and I think particularly, um, you know, again, going back to the spirit of, of this, this podcast, whether you're, you know, a buyer that, you know, has lived here their entire life or they're thinking about moving to this, you know, area certainly, you know, portrays a really positive light on the area. I know I've lived here for, I grew up here, moved away for a bit, but uh, have back here, have moved back here and been with my family in this area now for close to 30 years. How long have you been here, Joe? So I grew up here as well, moved away, and have been back since 2009, so 13 yeah. years back here. Yeah, yeah. So so kudos to the entire community, you know, to our local leadership, and I think that's super exciting. So so with that being said, you know, um, we appreciate everybody listening into our, our podcast. If there's additional questions um, that people out there want to ask us that we didn't talk about today, um, you can submit them to our website and uh, we look forward to talking with everybody within the next month for um, podcast, podcast number four, the market update with Mike and Joe. And thank you for um, being part of it. Thank you. Have a great day.